This episode of the Hollyfield Nutrition Podcast is brought to you by Gooder. To get free shipping on your sunglass purchase from Gooder, visit the link in the show notes, gooder.com slash holly. Hey everybody, this is Holly Samuel and I'm a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, fellow runner, and of course your podcast host today. And we are going to continue our supplement myth busting series today on the Hollyfield Nutrition Podcast by talking about greens, powders. It is the beginning of the new year. Just contemplate, reflect for a moment. How many greens powders ads have you seen so far this year? Because I bet it's dozens. I don't know. I, you know, if you scroll TikTok or Instagram, you're going to see so many different ads for greens powders and they have a lot of claims. They seem to be one of the trendier new things. There are certain very prominent companies who have um, very large marketing budgets and have seemed to really do a good job infiltrating social media. I've seen commercials for really big greens powder companies and so much more. So we're going to dive into today, you know, our supplement myth busting series um, template, which is what are greens powders? What even, what even are these things? Um, what do they claim to do? Do they actually do what they claim to do? What are some things to consider if you are considering a greens powder supplement? And should you even take them? Are they safe? So let's dive right in. If you listen to the first episode of this series, you know that I got to put my disclaimer out. Well, I have done many hours of research digging into these topics specifically for this episode, in addition to all the research I've done in the past for clients and as a part of being a nutrition professional who's licensed. Um, this is not individualized advice. This is just general education summarizing the research. So if you do need to make um, a decision for your own personal health, make sure you are basically, you know, convene collaborate with your registered dietitian. You can collaborate with your doctor too, when it comes to supplements, a lot of them, um, it's just not their area of expertise. If it's like a sports nutrition supplement, that's the dietitian's area of expertise. So make sure that you are collaborating with your healthcare team who is qualified to help you with this um, and who are doing the appropriate research for you because these things can interact with like medications, other supplements. Um, you know, if you have any chronic diseases that we need to consider if you should be taking some of these things because supplements aren't regulated by the FDA. They're not regulated really in any way. So you want to look for those third party testing labels. If you are looking for a supplement so that you can at least be sure that what is on the label is actually in the product that you are taking and you can count on the dose being accurate and it being free of anything weird. Um, so look for those NSF or informed choice certifications when you are looking at supplements. There are other third parties that are testing the product as well. You can usually look in consumerlabs.com to see what they have to say about the product. So without further ado, disclaimers, a slide, a slide, aside, um, let's dive into greens powder supplements. This episode of the Hollyfield Nutrition Podcast is sponsored by Athletic Green. Ah, gotcha. I'm just kidding. This isn't sponsored by a greens company. All right, let's dive into the research. So when it comes to greens powders, what are they? So typically, it's a powder that is, spoiler alert, green. Um, and the taste is kind of all over the place with these. I've, I've tested a lot of greens powders in my day. I've had a lot of supplement companies reach out to me to test their products. Um, 
You probably very rarely see me actually talking about specific supplements uh, for this very reason, um, because I don't approve of a lot of supplements um, that are forwarded to me to test, but green spiders can taste okay or really bad. I haven't had one that's been like, oh yeah, that tastes amazing, right? <laughs> so um, even the ones that tout to taste amazing that a lot of you are, are probably thinking, oh, but I take this greens powder and it tastes really good. I've tried it. I've tried it. It tastes okay. Um, you know, they, they do a really good job marketing these to be the epitome of all of the gaps in your health that you need to fill. Um, they sponsor, and by they, I mean various companies, but one in particular sponsors a lot of different podcasts a lot, a lot, a lot. I hear about it probably almost every day of my life as a dietitian and someone who listens to podcasts. So yeah, of course, you're probably like intrigued by these. You're probably like, do they really do what they say they do? What's the big deal? Um, it seems like everyone is taking these. And greens powders essentially are typically dietary supplements that are a blend of like vegetables, fruit, and algae powders. A lot of them also have probiotics and or prebiotics, which essentially is like a fiber um, in the product as well. Some of them have digestive enzymes to aid with gut health. A huge thing that green powders talk about is like de-bloating you or improving your gut health, right? We've all heard those before. Um, they also tend to have a lot of added vitamins and minerals. So if you do look at the back of a lot of prominent greens powders, you're going to see like different lists of fruit and vegetable powders and maybe some algae powders like spirulina. Um, you might see some probiotics, some enzymes, but you're also probably going to see basically like a multivitamin uh, nutrition facts panel on the back because a lot of them are multivitamins. And some of that comes from the vegetable and fruit powder, but a lot of those are synthetic vitamins or food-based versions of the vitamins that are added into the product. I'd also probably be doing you a disservice if I didn't also mention reds powders because reds powders are probably becoming just as popular as greens powders. And honestly, essentially, they're almost the same thing. Um, they're still a blend of fruit and vegetable powders. The reds ones tend to have more antioxidant rich red things like beets. Um, a lot of the times that is red because of beetroot powder. They might have like raspberry, sweet potato and other stuff like that in them as well. Um, but typically reds powders are marketed right alongside greens powders, except greens tend to have more like vegetable and like algae based um, additives in them, which is what makes them green. Um, and reds tend to have more beet um, based to them, which makes them, of course, red. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that I touched on that. Um, so when it comes to greens powders, are they worth the hype? What does the research say? And there are some research on greens powders. Um, I want to note that most of the research on greens powders is done by greens powder companies. <laughs> so we have to keep that in mind when we're diving into research. We can't just say, oh, this study supports greens powders without acknowledging that it also, the greens powder company also funded the research on their own product. So some bias there, some sometimes tampering with the study to make it appear as if the outcome is desired and puts the product in a desirable light. I also, to play the devil's advocate, no one cares about this greens powder study other than the greens powder company, right? So, you know, it would be hard to get that research funded by a third party. Um, so we don't want to totally discount studies just because they're funded by 
you know, something that may have a conflict of interest, but it's definitely a big thing that we want to acknowledge because we probably don't want to, you know, jump right on the bandwagon just because a couple studies funded by a company whose product they are testing in the study funded the study. So are they worth the hype? Pros of greens powders. Um, they can be convenient sources of micronutrients, right? Like if you are someone who travels a lot, if you're someone who, you know, for whatever reason doesn't get, you know, a lot of nutrient dense foods into their diet, sure. This can be a way for you to get those micronutrients into your diet, just like taking a multivitamin, right? Um, should it replace whole food sources, um, of these things in your diet? No. And we're going to talk about why. But first, let's take a minute to hear a word from our sponsor for this episode, which is Gooder. If you guys have been following me for a while, you know that Gooder sunglasses are my absolute favorite running sunglasses. And heck, they're my favorite sunglasses in general because you can wear Gooders while you're being active. You can wear them around town, out to dinner, you know, whatever you're doing, they have a style, a color that fits the mood best. And one of the great things about Gooders is that they're really affordable and they're, they just hold up really, really well <laughs> to people who have active lifestyles. Um, story time, I was wearing a pair of my expensive aviator sunglasses when I was on my honeymoon a few years ago with my husband and we were on a sunset catamaran cruise it was beautiful. I was looking over the edge of the boat and the lens of my expensive aviator sunglasses just popped out and fell into the water and it was gone forever in the Caribbean. And I was so sad because I couldn't get them fixed. So I had to buy a new pair of expensive sunglasses. And I was always just afraid about banging them around, losing them because they're expensive. Um, and had I known about Gooder back when we went on our honeymoon, I would have just brought those sunglasses because they have aviators that I love that look stylish. Their lenses don't just pop out. And if they did, if I, they got lost, they're not a big deal to replace because they start at $25 at Gooder sunglasses. So if you are looking for a pair of sunglasses to stand up to all of the factors of your life and you don't want to spend a fortune and you still want them to be high quality, not bounce when you run, have different styles for different moods, go check them out. They're my favorite pair of sunglasses. I love the Mach G Aviator style in Operation Blackout. My husband loves the OG style in a ginger soul color, which is basically black on black. <laughs> or um, Sunbathing with Wizards is his other favorite, which is like a blue um, kind of frame of OG style sunglasses. So go check them out. You can get free shipping when you use the code um, or the link in the show notes, which is gooder.com slash holly. That's gooder.com slash holly and holly is spelled H-O-L-L-E-Y. And I hope to see you guys out there on the roads, out there living your lives in style with Gooder. Other potential pros of greens powders before we talk about the cons. So again, these are findings from studies that have been funded by greens powder companies. So big asterisk there. But some studies find that yes, greens powder supplements may reduce oxidative stress, that simply means you're taking antioxidants in supplement form. So they would reduce oxidation that is found in the body. This is true if you consume um, antioxidant-rich foods, which are essentially then powdered and put into this green supplement. So that kind of adds up and makes sense. They may reduce blood pressure in hypertensive individuals. 
And again, this kind of goes back to some of the phytonutrients and the plant um, products that are found in greens powder supplements. Um, obviously, some of these components of the study didn't control for outside lifestyle things in the individuals tested. So was it just the greens powder that improved their blood pressure? Or were they also starting an exercise program? Were they starting to de-stress in different ways? Was that a component of their routine that wasn't really controlled for in the study? So was it just the greens powder? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> um, they claim to boost energy levels. And that was found in the studies from more subjective measurements. And this is probably because a lot of the times greens powder supplements also include energy boosting additives that are outside of you know, vitamins and minerals and fruits and vegetable powders. So that could be um, B vitamins, caffeine, um, catechin, polyphenols from green tea extract and things like that. So if you're seeing those products um, listed in the supplement list, like the ingredients list or the nutrition facts panel, yeah, you're probably going to get energy from that product. And it's probably because of the stimulants <laughs> that are in the product or the vitamins like B vitamins or green tea extract that do promote essentially short-term boosting energy levels. If you've listened to other episodes of this podcast that I've released recently, you know that caffeine is kind of like, you know, if we're using caffeine for quote-unquote energy, that's kind of like using a credit card to pay for stuff when you don't have any money in your debit account. Like we actually get energy from food and calories Calories are the main unit of energy when it comes to, you know, food. <laughs> um, caffeine and those types of things are more just stimulants, so they do have short-term effects and can have potentially negative side effects, especially if you're consuming things where, again, we don't know if what's on the label is what's actually in the product. Caffeine's a really big one where it can be listed that it's in the product, but we don't know how much, or maybe it's listed that it's how much on the product, but when tested, it could actually be a lot more than that. So that's something to consider too. If you're taking a greens powder and you're legit feeling like a burst of energy or you feel like your heart rate is faster or like you are you know, an animal in workouts because of how much energy you have, there's a pretty good chance there's a ton of caffeine in that product, a really high amount of stimulant. And you may actually, unfortunately, want to avoid that um, because if you're getting that much energy from a greens powder because of the fruit and vegetable powders, um, it's probably not just the fruit and vegetable powders. Sorry to break it to you. It's probably coming from some of those other additives. So those are kind of a summary of what potential pros are when it comes to actual research we've seen in greens powders. And again, most of those studies do have pretty um, significant conflicts of interest. So now kind of getting into the cons um, of greens powder supplements. So one, they're expensive. <laughs> um, you know, if you're kind of using this as a consistent supplement in your diet as a way to get your micronutrients in or as a daily habit, which is how a lot of these things are being advertised is to take it in the morning on an empty stomach or take it after your run or, you know, whatever it is with the little frother in a cup um, every single day, that can really add up. You know, we're talking, you know, 20, 50, 100, $150 a month um, for a greens powder supplement. You know, think of the amount of fruit and vegetables you could buy with that money and you would get calories and energy out of it as well. In addition to other plant sterols, fiber, other things that are health promoting. So 
again, that's not a barrier for everyone, but if you're kind of like, I need, you know, the bare, the basics uh, here to improve my health, you know, greens powders may be a bit more expensive than that. They do lack fiber and other micronutrients that can be lost in processing. So if you're looking at greens powder, um, how do I put this? If you're looking at greens powder, like ingredients list profiles, a lot of the times, yes, there are a lot of fruit and vegetable powders added to these things, but their micronutrients are lost in the processing because fruit and vegetables aren't supposed to be dried and powdered and put into a highly processed product, which is what greens powders are. They're highly processed <laughs> products. Um, and a lot of micronutrients are lost in that. So where do we get all the vitamins and minerals from that are on the label? They add them in. They're synthetic vitamins and minerals, or maybe they're food derived, but a lot of the times they're added back in and you're actually losing the micronutrients that are naturally lost in food. And what you're essentially paying for, for a greens powder is you're paying for the processing to powder it down and concentrate it, and then add the synthetic vitamins back in instead of just buying the food at the store. Some greens powders have been shown to worsen GI symptoms. I've actually had this experience myself. Sometimes it's just too high dose of certain ingredients like spirulina um, or other fruit and vegetable powders or caffeine or irritants. It really depends on the powder. But again, there's a lot of additives in these things and it's kind of packaged up into a powder to be taken you know, in a very concentrated, again, highly processed format. Um, and the body is not really used to getting hit with all of that at once. Um, so it can cause GI distress for some people. And this doesn't necessarily mean, oh, there's something wrong with you and you're detoxing um, like they might tell you. <laughs> um, you know, it could mean that there's just too much of maybe one of the ingredients in there that you're not tolerating well, which is why I'm a huge proponent of like separating out our supplements and taking individual things um, if we need to be taking supplements at all. Other con. Again, these are not a direct replacement for fruits and vegetables. Yes, they can be very convenient in terms of making sure you're getting in your micronutrients on the go, or if you are somewhere for some reason where you're not getting your adequate fruits and vegetables in, but that's really a band-aid, right? Like we're going to be getting in maybe some extra vitamins and minerals, but we're not going to be getting in the fiber from the plant. We're not going to be getting in, you know, the digestive benefits of having fiber or other, um, you know, food sourced micronutrients into our systems. Um, and again, a lot of this is lost in the processing. So yes, it can be a bandaid if you temporarily aren't going to have access to fruit and vegetables. Um, but it really shouldn't be a direct placement if you are able to eat fruits and vegetables. Our motto is dietitians any other nutrition professionals are listening to this, they're going to like, their eyes going to twitch. But our motto as dietitians is, if the gut works, we should use it. Because if we don't use it, then our muscles and our GI tract that are responsible for peristalsis, which is contraction to help move food and stool down through your system, they can start to atrophy if they're not getting used properly, if they're not working out every day, essentially. Um, and, you know, again, we, we can see killing off of bacteria in our gut that are actually beneficial to us and create certain micronutrients for us in the gut if they are not getting fed properly because they eat what we eat. Um, 
We may stop producing enough stomach acid um, to digest things like protein. We may not produce enough bile to digest, you know, fats. We might lose as much pancreatic enzyme release, which helps us digest carbs, proteins, and fats. So again, if the gut works, we need to use it because if we stop using it, we start to lose its function. And then when you add stuff back in, you may have side effects that were not there before. So greens powder. Yes, maybe a good Band-Aid if you can't get fruits and vegetables in every once in a while, but to use it essentially as a replacement every single day, kind of expensive and not a direct replacement or as beneficial as including these things in your diet. And again, when we're looking at the ingredients list of greens powders or reds powders, um, oftentimes you might find that things are listed as complexes or quote unquote proprietary blends which basically means that we don't know the exact ingredient amounts. So if you kind of follow, you know, if it says like chastberry powder or something or a papaya enzyme and you follow it over to the number that should be next to it to um, show the dosing, it may be blank and it might say that there's not a known daily dose for this. So we don't have a percent daily value and it's part of a proprietary blend that you see in the ingredients list. That basically means we don't know how much is in there and they don't have to tell us. So even if it is third-party tested, basically they don't have to tell us what's in there. They're not claiming that a certain amount is in there on the label. So what the third-party tests for is, oh, they said that this is in the product. Is it in the product? Okay, cool, it is. You know, if the dose is, you know, really, really high, we don't know that. And again, that can get more into the weeds and the nitty gritty on if there's too much of something and that's what's causing GI symptoms, or if that's something that doesn't agree with you or your medications that you're taking specifically. So again, if they're listing complexes or pr proprietary blends in the ingredients list, that might be just something to look out for. Like, okay, well, what is in the proprietary blender complex? Is it something that I want to watch the dose of? Is this third-party tested? Typically, if it's going way over the safe amount of what's allowed to be in there, the third party will flag that. That's something that on Consumer Labs, if you go on consumerlabs.com, they will talk about greens powders and how this is where we can get into trouble because they may contain a lot of heavy metals um, that, again, are not going to be listed on the label, but were found in third-party testing. So con, risk of heavy metal contamination. So again, just to put this into context for you guys, because again, these companies do such a great job at marketing these things to be the exact gap that you're missing in your health, you know, your health promoting behaviors, something that you absolutely need to not be bloated or to be healthy, something that you need to get essential nutrients into your diet. You do not need these things. They might be nice to have every once in a while, but you absolutely do not need these supplements. So they're highly processed. I think that's another thing. It's a greens powder. It's natural. No, they're pretty highly processed, right? I mean, we're, we're taking all of these things on a, on a list and putting it into a powder that you can take a scoop of with some water in the morning. Very, very processed. So what that means is if we are taking a lot of plant compounds from different sources, where do plants grow? They grow in the ground. They grow in soil. A lot of the times our heavy metals of the earth are found in the soil. So if we are taking plants from the soil and eating them off of like your fruits and vegetable counter, like you're maybe having some peppers and onions and a stir fry, you're probably not getting too much heavy metal exposure by eating, you know, half a pepper and a couple of onions, right? You might be getting a little bit, but it's well within what's considered safe for 
consumption um, if you were to test that individual pepper and onion for heavy metal consumption. It's probably trace amounts, if anything. If we take, you know, 35 peppers and 24 onions from the earth and we process them down so that they are powdered and then we are taking that powder and consuming, you know, the amount of powder that would be equivalent to 24 peppers, you know, or I'm just using an example, but I know a lot of these powders will tell, oh, if you take a serving of this, it's the equivalent of like 56 avocados and 27 raspberries or whatever. Um, well, if you're consuming that much in powdered form concentrated down, your risk of heavy metal exposure is much higher, right? Um, because yeah, it's a lot easier to consume that much fruit or vegetable from a powder that you can drink in an eight ounce glass of water compared to actually trying to consume like 24 peppers. Like you're not going to do that, right? So it's a lot easier to risk heavy metal contamination in these products that are essentially plant compounds that have been very much processed down into a powder and concentrated. We're not meant to have that many servings of fruits and vegetables in a day. That's coming from a dietitian. I really want you to eat as many fruits and vegetables as you physically can in a day to meet your micronutrient needs on top of all of the other food groups that I didn't even name there that also have micronutrient needs. But I definitely don't need you to have like 24 peppers in a day. Like that's just nonsense. That's not very balanced. So again, more is not always better. And that's one thing that a lot of supplements, not even just greens powders, but a lot of supplements advertise as desired is, oh, you're getting so much of this that you're not even going to need to worry about anything. And actually more isn't always better. We really want to find that happy medium. So speaking of that, oftentimes too, another con of powders like greens powders and reds powders that, is that they can be really high in vitamin K. Um, and again, vitamin K is not bad. We need vitamin K, but um, in our micro, our microbiome, so the bacteria in our gut actually are responsible for making some of our vitamin K for us. Um, but if we are consuming too much vitamin K, that can interfere with blood clotting capability. So if you are on blood thinners, you definitely don't want to be taking a greens powder um, because it might have way too much vitamin K in it and it could be messing with your medication. Same thing if you are like pregnant um, or if you do struggle with like blood pressure or heart disease at all, again, that's something you might want to talk to your doctor and dietitian about um, because more vitamin K is not always better. And same thing, right? If we are condensing a ton of fruits and vegetables down into a powder, you're probably getting mega doses of a lot of micronutrients, especially if they are added back into the product after being removed from processing. So that's where if you do look at the nutrition facts panel of your product, one, doesn't even matter what it says if it's not third party tested. If it's not third party tested and it's a greens powder, oh my God, throw it in the garbage. Please do not take it. Um, if it is third party tested by NSF or informed choice or informed sport, and you are looking at the nutrition facts panel, we can assume that what the nutrition facts panel says is actually what's in the product. So if you look at your vitamins and your minerals, and then you go over to the right and you're looking at, you know, the numbers that are reflected of the dose that's in the product. You might actually find that a lot of the percentages of daily value are way over 100%, um, which again, as runners, we do need more of certain nutrients, but um, it really depends on the person whether we need that much more, right, in a supplement. So again, really hard to overdo it on certain vitamins and minerals when we're eating whole foods, a lot easier to overdo it when we're taking a supplement like a greens powder.
So again, all this to say, you do not need a greens powder supplement. You do not need a reds powder supplement. The health benefits of them really aren't that significant, especially when we put it into the context of any research we have on this is basically funded by those companies that support these findings. So I would much rather see people consume fruits and vegetables and whole grains and beans and lentils and high quality sources of protein um, and carbs and fat into their diet and focus on antioxidant containing foods, then take a greens powder supplement, hoping that, you know, it's going to fix all their problems, improve their gut health, et cetera. There are so many things that go into our health in general, but especially improving our gut health, like gosh, so many things. I actually, we do have a really great episode on gut health um, on this podcast. If you go back to the fall of 2022 with Kirsten Screen, my dietitian colleague, um, she's really great. And she helped me dive into that topic. So if you want to focus on your gut health, you don't need a greens powder supplement, go back and listen to that episode. And that will hopefully give you some tangible things to work on. Um, if you, you know, are like, but I really like my greens powder supplement, you know, what should I think about? Yes, these can be fine as a band-aid for someone who really hates vegetables and is never going to eat them. And if that's you, I really challenge that. I've had some really picky eater clients that we can still get plenty of micronutrients in through their diet without needing a greens powder. If you're someone who travels a lot or is just going to have a span of time where they won't have access to produce and they do want to incorporate a greens powder supplement to help them feel better or feel their best if they feel like it helps, um, if you enjoy the taste, if you require liquid forms of nutrition. So if you are someone who's a good candidate for like a multivitamin, this is where, yeah, sure. Like if you do have a greens powder, um, that essentially is a multivitamin and you do need those specific doses that are in the greens powder for you. That's something that you could work with your dietitian to find the right one. Um, there's plenty of multivitamins out there that are, um, like powders that you're meant to dissolve in liquid. They're not all greens powders, but kind of similar idea. Again, if you just like the convenience every once in a while, if you want to drink more water and this is a way for you to get more water in, although, like I said, the taste isn't for everyone. Um, so that's something to consider. And you definitely want to look for a product that is third-party tested. You want to look for informed choice, um, informed sport or NSF certified sport greens powders. If they are not third-party tested, I mean, that's where, again, the safety of these can really be hit or miss. So, you know, if you're really a diehard greens powder fan, make sure it's third party tested um, and make sure that it's not interacting with anything else that you're taking. Um, and whether or not you're going to take it on an empty stomach, it really just depends on the powder and if those particular nutrients are better absorbed on an empty stomach versus with food. Um, I would say it probably doesn't matter too much either way, but that's something to consider as well. So if you're having GI symptoms, if you are like, I don't actually know if I need all these nutrients, if you do have any kidney issues, if you are pregnant, um, if you're on medications, I'd really recommend working with a dietitian to assess if this is going to be appropriate for you because chances are it's not. It might be unsafe if there's extra additives in there like caffeine, um, stimulants, or it's not third-party tested. It's probably downright trash-worthy and unsafe. So hopefully this was helpful and gives you some insight onto greens powder supplements and reds powder supplements that you are probably getting bombarded with ads for. They're not all bad, but they're not all that great either, and you definitely don't need them to be a healthy individual. 
If you are enjoying this episode of the podcast, if you are enjoying this series or this podcast in general, um, do make sure you give us a five-star rating and review on your podcast player of choice. Share it with a family member, with a friend, with a colleague, tag Hollyfield Nutrition when you do that, if it's on social media. I really appreciate you guys so, so much and happy running. Thank you.